the podcast from First Lutheran Church in Columbia Heights, Minnesota. During the season of Lent, we are reading through the entire Gospel of Luke. Each day, you will hear a portion of the Gospel, followed by a brief meditation and a prayer. Subscribe to receive this podcast daily. Thank you for joining us. Hi, this is Pastor Jill Bergman, and today we are reading Luke chapter 1, verses 1 through 25. Since many have undertaken to set down an orderly account of the events that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed on to us by those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and servants of the world, I, too, decided, after investigating everything carefully from the very first, to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the truth concerning the things about which you have been instructed. In the days of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah, who belonged to the priestly order of Abijah. His wife was a descendant of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Both of them were righteous before God, living blamelessly, according to all the commandments and regulations of the Lord. But they had no children, because Elizabeth was barren, and both were getting on in years. Once, when he was serving as priest before God, and his section was on duty, he was chosen by lot according to the custom of the priesthood, to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and offer incense. Now, at the time of the incense offering, the whole assembly of the people was praying outside. Then there appeared to him an angel of the Lord, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was terrified, and fear overwhelmed him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you will name him John. You will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He must never drink wine or strong drink. Even before his birth, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. He will turn many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. With the spirit and power of Elijah, he will go before him to turn the hearts of parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah said to the angel, How will I know that this is so? For I am an old man, and my wife is getting on in years. The angel replied, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. But now, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time, you will become mute, unable to speak, until the day these things occur. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering at his delay in the sanctuary. 
When he did come out, he could not speak to them, and they realized that he had seen a vision in the sanctuary. He kept motioning to them and remained unable to speak. When his time of service was ended, he went to his home. After those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and for five months she remained in seclusion. She said, This is what the Lord has done for me when he looked favorably on me and took away the disgrace I have endured among my people. Here ends the reading. Have you ever experienced laryngitis? I have had laryngitis more times than I can count. I realize that this is a fairly common occurrence, but I believe that when the evil one wants to whack me, my voice is the place where it strikes. Sure, I'm not a radio personality or a singer by trade, but my voice is essential to my ministry. I cannot preach if I don't have a voice. I can preach if my knee hurts or my stomach hurts or my head hurts or even if my throat hurts. And yes, I have done all of these things, but I cannot preach if my voice stops working. If I can sense my voice wavering, I do everything I can to protect it because I panic at the thought of leading worship with no voice. Here is where we find Zechariah. He was a priest, a leader of worship. It was his job to serve as a priest to his people and they expected They needed him to speak to them. Perhaps offering incense to the Lord in the sanctuary required no voice, but certainly communicating with his fellow priests and the worshipers did. At the heart of his story, Zechariah was met in the holy space where he should have expected of all places to meet God by none other than Gabriel. Now, this is no run-of-the-mill angel. This is one of the big-shot angels. Hard to miss. Hard to doubt. Yet Zechariah, after hearing that his aged wife was about to bear a son, asked for a sign. Is the pregnancy of an old woman not sign enough, Zach? This sign he was given, ironically, was laryngitis. Zechariah, whose identity was based on his priestly calling, could no longer use his voice to talk about God, or even to God. The activity of God's work in Zach's family was going to have to be lived, to be seen and understood. Actually, what would be a more powerful witness to God anyway? Zechariah talking about seeing an angel, or Zechariah becoming a father with his old wife. So maybe losing our preferred way of witnessing to God isn't always a bad thing. Maybe it's an opportunity to witness in a new way. What are your preferred methods of sharing God's work with the world? What would you do if that method was taken away? The good news is that no matter what befalls us, God never stops working in and through us. God will not be silenced, even if we mistakenly think we are. Let's pray. God of my voice and my actions and my heart, you will not be silenced. Make your voice heard in our voices and actions and hearts until all the world recognizes your voice. Amen.